let's go. The time that we all been waiting on The moment all the naysayers been hating on See they been talking down on us and flexing It'll take more than that for you to stop a Houston Texan Alright guys, welcome back to another edition of Texans Unfiltered A Houston football podcast for your Houston Texans I am Young Ari Gold And as usual, I'm joined by my friend and co-host John Wade, the Garnet Texan And John, we actually had competent football yesterday we came out with a win, and there were some really good things to take away from the game. You know, it was actually kind of a fun game to watch, and then it got mm-hmm. crazy stressful. I don't know fun. There was, there was a good <laughs> oh, stretch where it was first half fun. was so fun. Yeah. Second half, like, I was thinking, it's Even for most of the third quarter, too. Yeah, it was about six minutes. I, I Luckily, I worked from home today, so I watched it three times. Um, not with the coaches' film. I hate watching it without the coaches' film now. I think we're spoiled by having the game pass because it's such a better view yeah um no yeah yeah i mean it was it was was definitely a fun game to watch but there's no way anybody that's listening did not think we're gonna lose this game oh definitely especially when deshaun threw that pick i was like oh god yeah we don't win these kinds of games and uh you know we did thank you we needed it yeah we needed it a win is a win I'm just, I'm glad so, we didn't tie. There is so much parody in the NFL. Oh yeah. The Titans just beat the Eagles, and they look good doing it. I mean, there's so much. Would you have rather t- like it, tied or loss? Loss. Yeah. See, I'm I'm there too. I'd rather have a loss. Um, what'd you think of Frank Reich's call? I thought it was the right call. I think that it earns him more with his locker room. Which I think was probably a bigger victory than winning the game. So there's been a... If you look at it, he shouldn't have let the clock run down if he was going to go for it. He He shouldn't have let the clock run down? If he was going to go for it. Because even if they converted, then he didn't have enough time to do anything. They still would have had 15 to 18 yards to go to get in football. Right, so they didn't... They didn't just, they had no time. Yeah. So for me, I saw it as kind of just a, it's a locker room move. That's a good one. He was doing it to set the tone for his team and their season. Definitely. They aren't expected to be a playoff team. I mean, they are not going to be a playoff team. But he is bringing a new culture. Yeah. So that's why he did it. Well, and the good thing, the first thing you want to do as a head coach when you get in the locker room is establish your culture. Establish your environment. The winning record thing isn't, your record really isn't. You're not tied to your record as your first year as a head coach. So this gives you an ability to be able to establish the culture, build the camaraderie with the team. Then that next season is when the, the record really starts to matter. So, um, yeah, no, I mean, I liked it. It was what it is. I mean, if he would have got it, he would look like a genius. It's one of those same things. Like, if he would have gotten it, he would look like a genius. And since he didn't get it, he looks like an idiot. But I, I don't think he's an idiot coach. I think he's actually he, – he seems like he could potentially be a pretty good coach. Yeah, we said that when they hired him. Though we thought that they dodged a bullet by missing Scott uh, or uh, Josh McDaniels. Um, I don't know why I thought Scott Daniels. I don't even know who that is. Um, yeah, I thought we both agreed that this was a better move for the Colts long term to hire Frank Reich over uh, Josh McDaniels, and 
That offense looks good. Defense actually was surprisingly good, in my opinion. Did you get that feeling? You know, for them being on fourth and fifth stringers, and then the uh, the one guy, the pass rusher. Um, yeah, I forgot his name. Lock, Locker Walker. Landry. 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 Walker. Landry Walker. No, no, no. I think Landry's his last name. Autry looks good, too. Our great notes. This is what we get for doing it on Monday nights. <laughs> I didn't say great notes. I just said notes. I think it's Harold Landry. but let me, I'm Oh, like, it is Harold Landry. You're he right. You're right. The, uh, he might be the guy on the Titans. Oh, now you're confusing the sh- stuff out yeah, of me. Yeah, Harold Landry's the one on the Titans. That was the one that was taken in the second round that would have been the first round. Yeah, he he's really good, too. Yeah, he is. He, he looked good against us. He looked good against uh, the Eagles yesterday, too. Either way, whatever. I'm pretty sure it's Walker you're talking about, number 50. But, um, yeah, no, the, the Colts look like a uh, – they, they look like a formidable team. Uh, Andrew Luck definitely – for everybody that was questioning Andrew Luck's uh, arm strength and arm basically being back to form, he was definitely back to form. I mean, he threw for a career high 62 passes, I believe, yesterday. I mean, it, it was a crazy amount of passes. Darius Leonard. Leonard, that's it. Um yeah, no, the team, the, the Colts look like they're going to be a, they're going to end up being a good team. It, it won't be this year, but no, they're they're so. When you have a quarterback like that, you're always going to be in contention. Right. Because they have Andrew Luck, they're probably a year away. Without Andrew Luck, they'd be probably a couple years away. Uh, yeah, when you have Andrew Luck, whose arm looks like it's fine, yeah. it looks like that's just their new offense. Yep, which worked. I mean, it tired us out. Oh, it, it worked really well. Made our corners look like they were just lost out there. But then again, we only have one corner. So, uh, all right, well, let's start with the offense. What did you take away from the game yesterday in the offense? Obviously, Kiki, who probably deserves his own segment, uh, is literally as advertised. He's exactly the player that everybody was talking about him being coming out of training camp, coming out of OTAs, the way he breaks inside of his cuts. He's definitely a player. He's that third option that you've been saying we're missing. He looked really good. Yeah. In open in open space, he's dangerous as shit. He's exactly what you hoped Braxton Miller would be. Yeah. No, you're exactly you're exactly and right. It's exciting. Hopefully yeah. he can build off it. I mean, it's just one game. Sure. So can't go anointing him, but it's one game that he looked great. Well, he looked absolutely great. He looked exactly what the offense needed. Um, he broke the NFL record for most catches in a debut game over Anquan Bolden, who had which is 10. So if he, has, if he just has Anquan Bolden's career, we lucked out. Yes. Because Anquan no, Bolden I mean, is a some great of the, receiver. Some of those moves that he did to get separation, he looks he looks legit. Yeah, there was a play on um, – it was in the fourth quarter. We were in our own end zone. It was like first and 10. I think we were on like the four. No, it was like second and, second and nine or something. And he took a slant route towards the sideline and gain like I don't know 12 yards I know it's like not like incredible right because it's 12 yards but no it's a first down on a check down but that's awesome that's what I'm saying it's a first down on a check down and on top of that he just looked good doing it it just looked like it was natural to him Uh, DeAndre obviously another great game I dropped my phone John stop looking at me Um, uh, DeAndre had another great game Will Fuller, God, Will Fuller, if he could just stay on the field. I mean, well, look, I gave Ryan, you shit. He could have gone back out if we really needed him. 
I, I gave you shit when when he didn't play against the Patriots, and I told you that's a very weak excuse on why our offense looks so bad. But I, honestly, like when you take him off the field, the offense is a completely different offense. He's just that great of a route runner, and he's always able to get open because he's able to break in and out so quickly. Um, where he he's a player. He's a he's a player, dude, and he's turned into this like trucking machine too. <laughs> like, I don't know. He's a. I wish he could just stay healthy for the rest of the season. And two years ago, you were like, I was, was wasted. I, I literally look, John. I'm admitting. Do we need to go down the Mahomes Watson thing again? Anyways, no. Uh, <laughs> I agree. I, I'm just teasing you. No, I, I know. I, I know. I know. I did say it, and I, I still think at that time what we needed. That was a wasted pick, but based on need, right. pure need. I don't think we needed a wide receiver. If we would have drafted a tackle at that spot, where would we be now? There's so many different ways to look at it. Uh, but for what he is, he's definitely a valued asset on this team, and he changes the, the whole dynamic of the offense. Right. When he, when we thought that he was essentially just a, a poor, speedster. Yeah, poor man's Deshaun right. Jackson. Yeah, he was a waste to pick then. Yes. He's turned into something else. Mm-hmm. I agree with you 100%. I think we have to find a way for him to stay healthy. I don't know what's going on with the hamstring and why it keeps flaring up, but if not, he's just going to be Bruce Ellington. Not necessarily Bruce, – Bruce is not as good as Will Fuller, but in the sense that we just can't count on him. And if you can't count on your number two wide receiver, then I don't really know what else we're supposed to do. Well, we hope that his hamstring gets straight. I mean, it, it's a hamstring. I don't it, really know. Yeah, last year was a collarbone. You really can't do anything about that. No, it's, yeah, it was just awkward fall. Um, this year, it's a hamstring. Hamstrings are usually a little bit more concerning because they are soft tissue issues. Just look at Bruce Ellington's career. Right. Um, completely destroyed by hamstrings. Um, so we just, hopefully he gets it figured out. Be grateful that they actually didn't put him back into the game and make and makes and made it worse. Hopefully he gets it worked on, gets some treatment, and this new guy that we're paying a whole bunch of money to run our sports science can get him straight. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, I thought that was Deshaun's best game as a Texan. Yeah, just the best complete game. I know the Seahawks game we we wowed over for you know all of the off season and. And definitely the week after, but I think from a complete game perspective, I thought that was Deshaun's best game. Sort of. Um, it was it was his best game as a complete NFL quarterback. He okay, a, fair. Against the Seahawks, there was a couple of just huge, huge chunk plays. Yeah, but that doesn't make you a, a great quarterback just right. executing the chunk plays. Chunk plays are fluky. Right. They're there so, when they're there. He did it against the Colts without... I don't think we had a single huge... No. Like that. No, everything was across the middle. 36 yards was our longest play. Yep. I, to DeAndre. Don't, don't, don't quote me on that, but... I mean, DeAndre dropped one that would have been longer than that. God, that was rough. I was, I was waiting for John McClain to ask Bill O'Brien about that. Because I was like, oh, dude, John, your head's about to get ripped off if you're about to pour on DeAndre right now in front of Bill. 
Yeah, he should. I mean, he should have. And those are, he you should, know, hey, he normally catches those. So that's just. It just proves that he is human. Right, exactly. Every now and then that happens. Exactly. But the way that Deshaun executed the offense, that was the best that we've seen an offense executed by a Texans quarterback in a very long time. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. And right now, Deshaun's quietly putting together a streak. Other than the game against the Patriots, he's been over 300 every single game. Yeah, he's, a, he's over 1,200 yards, I think. He's and, already at 1,200 yards. Yeah, so everybody that was freaking out about Deshaun. Don't worry. He's not the problem. No. The problem has been negative plays in the red zone, not converting in the red zone. Yep. Nobody plays defense in the NFL anymore. No. So... It just kind of is what it is, especially when we don't have any corners. The reason that we looked so good against the Colts is we were actually converting in the red zone. And we just got to hopefully continue to build on that. That's why Deshaun Watson last year looked so amazing. We got in the red zone and we scored. Yep. His touchdown rate that everybody in fantasy football talked about was unsustainable, was unsustainable. Every time you make it into the red zone, you cannot score. We've overcorrected this year. But if we start to swing back towards the middle, we're going to score plenty of points. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I thought he looked good. He looked. Uh, he looked a little more spry uh, yesterday. He, he was definitely. Get, he's definitely getting his footwork back to where it was. He's more bouncy. Um, they put more of the, the the college elements, more of the motions in, and at the same time, it kind of showed you why they took him out. As Bill O'Brien knows the season's wrapped around Deshaun. So sure. the reason that he simplified the offense was to keep Deshaun from getting killed. Well, wow. <laughs> At some point he realized Bill. he might get killed regardless, so let's try and at least win a couple of games. Yeah. Um, look, I guess we'll get into the offensive line now. The, the offensive line looked uh, better. It looked better. Uh, Kendall Lamb is your best tackle. <laughs> Martinez Rankis is awful. He played the most discipline. He did. But he also was better in pass protection. Right. I'm beginning to figure that our it may be better to put Davenport looked fine as a left tackle. I don't understand why he's not back at left tackle. Why did he get benched? Why didn't we well, just he got move benched him for all, let, he got benched for all the penalties? You think? Uh, that has to come out. That's an assumption. Nobody came out and said that. Bill O'Brien yeah, never said that. Yeah, nobody's going to come out and say that, it, but that's we don't why know he got fact. How can, You can't make such a matter-of-fact statement, John. You, you're never one to make a matter-of-fact statement without facts. When the has facts Bill O'Brien ever done that? <laughs> that sounds like that is a Bill O'Brien type thing to do, to bench somebody for mental mistakes like that. That's why he doesn't play rookies. He doesn't... Mental mistakes drive him up the wall. I understand. I just... I don't, I don't think... I don't know. Maybe. I guess we'll find out next week if that's the case. If, if he starts a left tackle, because he should. Rankins is getting destroyed on, at left tackle right now. And it's it's not his fault. He, I mean, he missed all of offseason. He missed all of OTAs. Uh, he missed all of preseason. I don't, I don't really know what the thought process is of putting him there, but Lamb looked better at right tackle than anybody that's played right tackle for us other than Central Henderson. Uh, and Davenport looks better at left tackle than anybody that we have that can play left tackle. I get what you're trying to do, and we've talked about this in length since he's made the move of putting Rankins at left tackle and Davenport at right. But if you can fix that side of the line, why would you not fix that side of the line? I guess that's the logic I don't understand. Rankin 
has better feet, and he uses his hands better. However, Davenport's just a physical specimen. Well, that's fine. Rankins can be have better technique, but he's not better than Davenport right now. Right. Well, the reason the whole reason Davenport's good is just physicality. Correct. He gets his hands on the person. The person. He's, he's just huge. Yeah. They're long arms. Like they're not going anywhere. Right. If he if he misses, uh, it gets bad. But sure. He gets his hands on them. They're done. Rankins got bulldozed multiple times. Yesterday. Rankins will get bulldozed. Right. He's just he's not physically where Davenport is, but he's better with his technique. So then, what, but I, 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 I hey, I'm just I'm no, just, I, 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 get, I, I yeah. don't know why. No, 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 I, I totally get. It. I'm just trying to understand. Like, I'm, I'm taking what you're saying, which I agree with, and coming into the draft, that was what was being said. But like, if I'm Bill O'Brien and I know I have somebody who will play better for me today. Why would you not put that player in, considering that your quarterback has been destroyed? I think he leads, leads the league in, in taking hits as a quarterback. I'm pretty uh, sure. Watson? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, And that's without me fact-checking. Like, that's just watching the game and knowing that he's getting destroyed on every three-step back that he makes. Um, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm trying to understand the logic, and I can't. I mean, well, you're either going to ruin Davenport or you're going to ruin Rankins. Davenport's had more time to be better, and he's shown that he can be he can progress and become better, which he's shown. Rankins, we don't know because we haven't seen enough of him. If I was managing, I would think, okay, this guy's shown that he can be developed and show that he can get better, so therefore I'm going to keep him at his natural position and let him continue to progress and develop. Rankins, we have no idea other than the draft profile and what we've seen in the four, three games he's played. I don't know. It's just from like a sensical standpoint, I think Davenport back at left tackle is, is the best move. But either way, Davenport's mental like confidence has to be right gone. Well, I'm I'm agreeing with Lance Zierlein. where he put out it's like Mankin move him to guard, put put him on left guard, put Davenport at left tackle, and leave Lamb in at right tackle. And that's probably our strongest, especially if Calmonte's hurt. Um, to me that looks like it would make more sense sure however again i'm not a coach i don't know i think based on what they have shown is both davenport and rankin are going to get get they're going to be good one day not this year maybe maybe towards the end of this year they might be but eventually both of them are actually going to be pretty good players we hope no no we hopes they're going to be good players are they going to be starting tackles may not be starting but they'll be long time nfl players I think both of them will. Tackles, so. We do. <laughs> like, I, but, I'm great for depth, but like, give right. me a starter. But they're going to be. Uh, they're going to be both players are going to be better than league replacement okay. for the coming seasons. Well, given our injury history, I guess that will come into play at some point. Right. Um, so it's one of those. They're just not there yet because. I mean, because they're young. Yeah, Rankin should not. He should be starting. Yeah, I mean, they they just kind of threw him in the deep end. Yeah. The player that's, ki- I mean, honestly, the player that's probably getting the quarterback killed the most is Ryan Griffin. I don't understand why they continue to have him out there as much he's as awful. I do. I mean, no, I, he's I, not I awful. Take that back. He's, I know, I know. That was just, an emotional he, reaction. He's not. He's not he's as a, good as the other two. He should he shouldn't be used as a block and tight end. Oh, he's also just not better than the other two. Just. Right, he's as not. Is. He's just not better than either one of them. That's just, that has to go back to Bill O'Brien not trusting rookies. 
Yeah, well, he needs to get started trusting rookies because we have a good draft class. I know. I'm actually. We have a really good draft class. Very, very impressed with this draft class. This is the best draft class. I mean, it's one year, so like, obviously things can change. We haven't seen Jermaine Kelly yet or anything, but it looks oh, like Watson we might. But and Cunningham. No, I'm talking about this year. Like Rankins, Aikens, Thomas. I know you just said this was the best draft class. So. Oh yeah. I mean Watson. That's just like everybody else. Like yeah, you got Watt. But yeah, look at the rest of our draft. There's literally nobody on the team two years after. Is that really our best draft? Because you hit one one player in the first round. You being serious? If you're grading, if you're grading the draft, just if you hit on the first round but miss on every other round, we haven't missed on the other rounds on that one yet. No, no, no. I'm not saying we have, but I'm saying, I'm saying based that, on the potential, in my opinion, this draft, other than quarterback, because it's the most important position no. in all of sports, I think we have a chance to have a pretty think, good draft with, I, under Brian Game. I, no, I think it's a great draft. Like, don't get me wrong, especially for for the draft positions that we had. Yeah. However, the year before, we got Watson, Cunningham, Foreman. We don't know about Foreman yet, but yeah. Davenport. Hopefully. We don't know about Davenport anymore because he was a starting left tackle, and now he's just wants to be taken out to the shed like Gold Yeller because he <laughs> lost his entire confidence mentally. I'm just saying. It's yeah, a yeah. little early to judge on. Oh, and that's what I was getting for, to. It for, is definitely It is definitely. Yeah, but it looks like we've somehow put together two decent draft, draft classes in a row. And if we can get two starting tight ends that are going to be in this league starting for us for a while, I, you know, God, this team has missed a tight end for a very, very, very long time. Heck, if we somehow develop two receivers out of the draft. Yeah, and then if we hit on Kiki, that's huge. If you say Rankins is going to be this player, Justin Reed's a player. I mean, well, this is a this is a good draft. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, the running game continues to look like dog poo. Um, he's really stuck to just going back. Like, can you explain to me how the first two games we run the ball really well, and he sees that outside works, and then now he's like, you know what though? I think Lamar Miller added two pounds this week. I think he can actually run it through the middle. Well, Pat Starr was talking about, he made a great, great point. But whenever somebody makes a point, credits do. We realized that we went from playing two, three, four defenses to a four, three. Wait, say that again? So the first two games of the year. Oh, we were playing a three, four. Now these last two have been four threes. Right. Okay, that makes sense. So yeah, so, so faster linebackers, faster defensive linemen. Well, the edges are More aren't athletic, there. the edges aren't there. Yeah, yeah that makes that's, sense. So that's, that's why. I mean, Cowboys play a four, three, two. Yeah. Just I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. Not so that. and I mean we all know what Lamar Miller is. Lamar Miller should be a complimentary player. He should not be the feature back. Okay. We know definitely how on this play. team. <laughs> like I no, think Lamar on, Miller would be better on any like, on any team. Like if, if you put Lamar Miller, any, yeah, I think on, he'd be a starting running back. No, on any other team, you, he should be a complimentary back. Oh, I don't. He think, should not be the feature running back. I don't know. I think our I, honestly, I, I can't. He still he still can't run around. He he looked good in Miami when he was used. Yeah, straight line speed. You give him a hole, he'll go through it and run a long way. He can't go through a hole here along. <laughs> so that that's you. Let sure, just prove my I, point. I'm not sure your been, statement. I'm not sure we've been giving him holes. Well, that's very true. And he can't. He's a good pass blocker. Very he's good. good. He's at, a very good pass blocker. He's a good pass blocker. He's good at running. For what is given to him, 
and he has good hands. We just don't For whatever reason, he cannot run a route tree. I just, he's just. Sure. And he can't really cut. Like, no. sometimes he's, so, there was a couple of times where he's kind of shown, okay, he's getting better at it, but for the most part, he cannot. And he doesn't have that elite speed anymore where he can just run away from people. He is a little bit slower, even though this year he looks faster than last year. He does look faster. So he's a great complimentary player, a great running back when you can get him to the edge or if you're able to open wide holes. But for an every down grinding back or even a pack uh, running back that you can rely on the passing game, that's not him. Hmm. I disagree, but that's fine. Yeah. I don't think he's a. Uh, I don't think he's bad. I don't think he's a starting running back on our team because our, I think our our coach just doesn't know how to use running backs. But um, either way, whatever it would be, whether it's Lamar or Bill, I definitely think it's a combination of the two. Uh, his vision just seems to be lacking as well. Um, but yeah, it just continues. But I mean, yeah, I give Pat credit. I mean, that, that's a good that's a good way to look at it. I never really thought about it. The first two weeks, we, I mean, technically the Patriots run more of like a hybrid 3 4 4 3, but yeah, I mean, and the Titans run a strict 3 4 based on their personnel. So yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Um, okay. Clowning and Walkout going together. Is that, the first, is that the first game where both About of them at time. one time wrecked havoc, for, at least for a half? Because they were gassed the, the second half. You can see them both. They were both. Gassed. Yeah. I mean, I will give the Colts offense a lot of credit. They were essentially those short drops. They were essentially making Watt and Clowney run five to eight yard gassers for an hour. Yeah. So yeah, they they figured out how you just run them out of gas. Yep. And this is one of my also issues with Bill O'Brien with this game is he took his foot off the gas. Oh, he definitely did. But was that Bill O'Brien or was that Will Fuller not on the field? I think it was Bill O'Brien. Really? I don't know. I just I'm just basing it on. Well, we we stopped with the motion. We stopped with it. It kind of reverted back to how the offense had looked the previous two weeks, where it was more simple. Where he was like, it looked like he thought we had enough of a lead that he didn't want to put Deshaun at any risk. Hmm. He wanted to leave him out there, so to chew clock. But he didn't. He doesn't want Deshaun to get hurt. Okay. I think that. If you want to go to the square root of a lot of the issues we've had with his play calling this year, is he's trying not to get Deshaun killed, and he's kind of sort of failing at it, but that's kind of what he's trying to do. And our defense, when it wasn't out of gas, actually looked pretty good. Yeah. We desperately need a corner. Or two. They can just Now that Colvin's gone. All they need to do is cover for three seconds. Well, I tweeted it yesterday. What good is a pass rush if you literally don't have corners that can't cover for two or three seconds? They got cried about it all offseason. I mean, but seriously, <laughs> if you, like really, how like how good is a pass rush if you literally don't have just average corners? Mm-hmm. We need. I have said this all year. Can we just trade for Pat Peterson? Can we just trade for him? They're doing a rebuild in Arizona. We don't. We don't even need somebody on that level. But I mean, why it not? Would be, it would be awesome. Why not? It would be. Tr- it would They're be rebuilding in Arizona. Somebody's got to get. We, we got to get a corner somewhere. All we need. Webster's back though, so that's good. Webster was a player before he tours. I know. So that's if what you I'm go saying. back and you look at it, I watched his it. tape. 
Like, he, look, he looked good last year. He looks pretty good. Um, but we just, I mean, we don't, it doesn't have to be, a top, it wouldn't have had to be a top tier. Like, the guy that I kept talking about was uh, Richard Breland. Breland. Yeah, he signed Breland. the Ravens. I don't know, he signed somewhere. He signed somewhere. Sharice Wright actually does not look bad, by the way. There were a lot. I'm telling you. He looks better this game than he did last game. When you rewatch the game tomorrow, you'll see he actually looked a lot better than I thought. Yeah. There were a lot of plays where he was deflected. He had, had what, three or four breakups? Yeah, yeah, three or four breakups. I think he was three or four breakups. That's a lot for a corner. Yeah, and I mean. And J. Joe tried. J. Joe really wasn't that bad yesterday either. He just forgot how to tackle. He Well, he's never been a, a good tackler. Besides the one play to Hilton, uh, that for that forty-three yard gain, and that that was going to happen anyways because Hilton's just faster than JJ. Other than that, I mean, he was right there well, with JJ them. He has like, great form. He's always been a technician at cornerback. Yeah. It's just he's not fast. He he doesn't have his legs anymore. No, he's old. And that's it's not his fault. That gets back to my point. Yeah, is the reason they play off coverage is they they're going to surrender that pass right. and try and tackle him. For a three-yard game. They'd rather three give yard up game, eight yards than um, 43. Well, those three yards are currently turning into four or five yards, which yep. allows the team to march down the field on us. Yeah. And we don't have anybody that is fast enough to play man. No. At all. No, we don't. I mean, besides Colvin. Any time we drop into man, bad things happen. Yeah. Well, Honey Badger doesn't look very good either the last two weeks. Just throwing it out there. I'm not talking about just that one play. He just he doesn't look like the Ebron play that touchdown. Him or Cunningham, they were both lost. They had no idea. I mean, Honey Badger wasn't going to stop Ebron from catching that anyways, even if he was lined up on him because Ebron's like six five. But uh, yeah, he just doesn't look. Don't get me wrong. He's definitely a leader and he's definitely intense, and I love him on this team. But I feel like he's still trying to find his groove with the team. I think the first two weeks he had some good splashy plays, interception in New England, well, fumble recovery, like the way that good he, hits, but he also whiffed he, on a lot since Yeah, then the too. way that he plays free safeties, a lot of it's instinctive. Right. But he has to know where his corners are going to be. Right. Well, now we've recycled through all these other corners because of injuries, so I think that's kind of throwing him off. So now with Colvin out, Webster in, is there a chance we see – we're going to have to bring up another corner – Webster won't be enough. Do we bring Shashree finally up from the practice squad? He's better than any of the free agents that are currently out there. Oh, I'd rather. I mean, if we're willing, Reddit, I said that before we signed Charis Wright. So I mean, if we're willing to take all this time <laughs> developing our tackles, like why can't we develop a corner while we're at it? I know, right? Like we're gonna need a corner. Yeah. There's no way JJ's on this team next year. You. You he would, may pull Avante Davis next week. You would. He's not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired uh, of being Moss, dude. I'm out of here. Yeah, I mean, bring up bring up the young guy. At least he has fresh legs. He can run. I'm sure he's faster than any corner we have on our team. There's no would, doubt about that. I would have to. I would bet every check I have for the next year that he's faster. And we don't need a whole bunch. No. No, I that's, agree. That's he looked the, like a pretty sure tackler, too, in preseason. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, we got to figure out this corner situation because the pass rush isn't going to matter. Granted, thank God we didn't sign Malcolm Butler. Oh, dude, we said it though. (laughs) We said it at the beginning. The only one that I would have been okay with us spending that much money on would have been Tremaine Johnson. I agree. 
We said that during the free agency show, but that's wow, just because he's so God. tall. Yeah, granted, Butler's not. I mean, he's not good. He look. I think he's given up the most passing yards out of any corner in the league. He's literally coming into the season was an average corner who made the biggest play in this in Super Bowl history. Take that play away out of his history, and what do you truly have? I don't know. I haven't watched a ton of film, but something tells me he's probably just an average corner. And he got paid like a top-tier corner. Um, I would. I, I, I know like have these high, like crazy theories, and you guys probably get tired of them, but I don't see why we don't at least call Arizona. Can you get offered to trade him, Clowney? No. <laughs> no. That's a, not a fair trade. Or are you trying to go down the Clowney road? I was trying to avoid that. <laughs> why do you have to bait me? I don't care that he had two sacks, he had a forced fumble and recovery. I would still trade him. You're, you're like, sell him high. <laughs> I would still trade him. This team has so many holes, dude. You could fill Sell him high. You could, exactly. Get that Khalil Mack trade. No, no you still couldn't. No, you don't trade Clowney. You couldn't get that much because he's not Khalil. But, uh, all right. Yeah, I would trade for Pat Peterson or at least make the phone call. Um, like a corner depth, we already did that. Offensive line, we actually already did that. Uh, okay, so where are we with Bob after after yesterday's game? Where are your what are your what are your thoughts? I'm still not happy with him. Again, he's he's my complaint with him all year has been that he's kind of regressed. I've understand in the past why he's been super conservative. Well, where we're at in the holes that we have, he needs to get back to being the attacking offensive coach. At this point, it's been so long since maybe he's had the personnel to do it that he just, he can't. Like, he just can't make that switch. Like, the funny thing about watching the Rams game on Thursday night is... God, that was a great game. If you go back to my original discussion about the Bill O'Brien offense, that Rams offense is actually closer to what Bill O'Brien wants to do than what we've done stop. the vast majority. Stop. You're going to get them all excited. Stop. Just stop. I know, but you're literally, somebody's driving right now, you just drove over a bridge. Well, like, I mean, if you look back at when he's had, when he had personnel at the page, and even when we had Arian Foster here at the te- with the Texans, what he wants to do is he wants to run a few plays out of a lot of different formations. That's why he always preaches versatility. That's pretty much exactly what, and he wants to play with pace and he's going to use motion. That's what the Rams do. That's what Bill O'Brien used to do. He's stopped. He's shown glimpses again with Deshaun, but we still haven't had the personnel to run to kind of disguise him. Um, instead, he's he's brought more spread elements in. And it's part of that why I've always given him a little bit of leeway because he doesn't have the personnel that he wants. Now, I don't know if it's because he's made the choices, which from what they have said coming out of the Texans organization is he doesn't choose the players. He chooses who makes he chooses who makes the 54 that he doesn't bring the players in. That's always been the GM's job. So that's why I've kind of given him 
a little bit more leeway, I think, than a lot of his other critics. But at the same time, man, we showed last year using spread elements worked for Watson, and I know you're one of, he wants to protect Watson, but the fact that even though the Patriots blew up those plays, that he gave up on them for the next two games. Now, Watson was still productive those two games, but I think a part of our red zone issues was just Watson not being comfortable, like overthinking. Because if you think in the red zone, that's when you have in the red zone. That's why so many rookies have red zone failures. So that's what has honestly aggravated me the most about Bill O'Brien is he gets gun shy, it seems like. However, on the other spectrum is his players love him. Yeah, I was wrong last week, but he didn't lose the locker room. Yeah, his his players love him. No, his players love him. So, I'm still kind of like at a seven or eight. If we were, if somebody told me next week that this would be Bill O'Brien's last season here, I would actually be excited to see who would go out to get because you know new is always better. Not always true. Not always true, but you know. Yeah. However, grass is greener. Grass is always greener. I still think that. He's going to be a good coach somewhere. I still hope and pray it's with us. But he just does so many things that it's just like, dude, are you outsmarting yourself? Are you what? Wh- what's going on? Why are you getting scared? I decided yesterday that I am going to give him the rest of the year and hope that next year is the year that we see the Bill O'Brien we both have been expecting. That, that's what I've decided. I think... What happens if the shitty Cowboys team beats us? That's different. That's a totally different story. If we're going to win one game this year, it better be that one. Because if we lose the rest of the games and go 2-14, and 14, at least we'll always be able to point at Cowboys fans. But yeah, you guys went 9-7 and seven and went to the wild card, but you guys lost to a 2-14 and 14 team, so shut up. Um, no, I, I think... I think this goes to the point that you basically just made in the sense that he hasn't really had control of the players that he has to add to his team. And I'm wondering if now with the alignment in air quotes with Ryan Gaines, if this next draft is really like, you know, like a, a, I don't know if this is a good analogy, but you know, um, a head coach in college comes in and he takes over the recruits that he has basically has to have right and then that next year are his recruits and then the second or third year is when you start to see those players become the players that you want them to be um i'm wondering if that's where we're going you know with the kiki and jordan thomas and jordan akins you know i really started to think about it yesterday and it's like okay like this draft in general is not our typical draft we went for a lot of areas that we don't typically go and we go for players that we don't typically go for Jordan Akins worked out specifically at the Senior Bowl by Bill O'Brien. He likes Jordan Akins. Same with Kiki. So it's like, okay, if that's the case, and we're trying to give, we're trying to let Bill build his team, then we're going to have to deal with the season being the season. Because if he's going down that path, I think we, I think we both believe in him enough to know that if he has his personnel that he wants. I think we I think he would be a great coach. 
The problem is that he's been here for so long that you tend to get tired of certain things and then you're used to his demeanor in press conferences. You're used to the way that things are done. You're used to the non-aggressive play calls. You're used to the bad time management. You're used to all these things kind of build up. And then when you're not winning at all, then it's like, okay, well, that's like literally the cherry on top. It's like, okay, we could deal with all of those because we went nine and seven with Brock Osweiler or we went nine and seven with Brian Hoyer and we went to the playoffs and won a game or whatever it would be. But when you're not winning and you add all that together, then it's like, okay, like this is enough. I want, I want to see what a Bill O'Brien team looks like. I want to see the potential that is, is there. I just, I don't know. If you, I don't know if that sounds right. Like, I know I'm backing off of my statements in the past, but I, I think a lot of that was pure. Like, if you think about how you are as a fan, don't think about me right now as a, as a podcast host. Think of me purely as a Texans fan. At the end of each game, you guys all felt pretty much the same exact way. And I think when I would come in here and record, I would, I would, I was thinking very specifically about being a fan because I am passionately, I'm passionate about this team and I am emotionally invested in this team that yeah, I think it's hard for me to separate the fandom from the podcast host. And so I'm starting to think now, and I think you're right. I think if we're able to give Bill O'Brien the team he wants, I think I think he can be the coach that we think he can be on another team if we were to lose him. And for that to be the case, I think we have to go through another year and another draft for us to truly see what that could be. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm following you. So we, on top of that, though, before I get let you get, get to it, the whole Jack thing, his son thing, really, this will be the only time I use this word today, really fucked me up yesterday when I watched... The honey badger hand the game ball over to Bill O'Brien and say specifically, "This is for your son." Now, I, I am, I may come off as this like rash, brash dude that just doesn't care sometimes on here, but when you're a father and you have three children, and then you put yourself in the shoes of Bill O'Brien as a head coach, and you think about what it is that he has to go through on a day-in, day-out basis with his son being told he's not going to be able to live past a certain age and he's going to have a seizure once or twice a day and his wife's at home just dealing with it all on his own and we're over here complaining about him as a head coach and all of his time is spent in the locker room and all of his time is spent with his team and then obviously the Honey Badger said that for a reason. Like that wasn't just like that wouldn't be the case because everybody knows Jack's situation. They wouldn't say that if it was just a normal thing with Jack. There's obviously something there. And that just like totally fucked me up and made me really reflect on like, how would I be able to perform in my job if that was the case with my son? I probably wouldn't be. And I'd probably be a big bitch and I probably would quit my job and make sure my son had, I had all the time in the world with my son. So, um, I tried to I, I tried to have the best perspective I could coming into tonight's podcast to talk about Bill O'Brien and um Yeah, I I think we just have to give him time. I know it sounds shitty. He's been here five years. You typically aren't gonna give a head coach that amount of time. But I think we have to. Does that make are do you agree? Yeah. I think we have to. I think we have to give him the rest of the year. No, I... 
I've said it. If you look at kind of the offense that he's getting to put around Deshaun, you can see where it's going. And this is it's probably not gonna be this year. But next year the offense should be really truly something else. If tight ends didn't take so long to develop, oh, maybe this year. But Earth look Earth. at how look at how they're already playing. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it might be halfway through this year. I think the fact that I think where people get hung up on like as fans as you say next year, and the people are just like, you say that every year. You know, that's in any sport. Like we always, when we're patient, you're, you're, it's always like next year, next year. It's like okay, like you get to a point where it's like okay, well, when does that come to a stop? No, it's a fair point, especially as I'm not arguing with you, especially te- as Texans fans after what we had to deal with last year, right? So we got super excited for this year, and it's still it's still a year early. Part of it is because Watson got hurt last year. Well, look at look at the Rams, and, and don't look specifically at McVay, but look more at Goff. This is his third year in the league. Look how he's playing. This is his second year under McVay. It looks like that offense is pretty fine-tuned. I think he got the players that he wanted earlier than Bill O'Brien. So they're well, executing. Yeah, his, you know what his, I'm saying? Well, his he's player, aligned. The player that he got... Right. Was Gurley? <laughs> well, and that that helps. Yeah, that when you get helps. you get Gurley, but also he traded for Brandon Cooks and he signed Robert Woods and he you know he got traded Tavon Austin and you know so he he's definitely doing not just him obviously less need uh, the GM but he's building it how he wants it to look and that front office believes in McVay enough to let him do what he's doing if he can turn McVay or Goff into what he is now. Look, when I, I'm not the only one that watched Hard Knocks It was like, this guy is a freaking idiot, and there's no way golf is going to be good in the NFL. I, if you, any of you are in your car right now saying that that you did not say that, you are literally lying to yourself. Just go rewatch it. Just, uh, you'll say the nothing, same thing. No, all or nothing still on Amazon. Go watch it. Yeah. I mean, I never thought Jared Goff would turn into this. I didn't either. Now, let's tamper a little bit, because this is this is week, only week four, like... We're seeing Mahomes struggle right now against the Broncos. Like, there are going to be peaks and valleys, but it's about just riding through those peaks and valleys. It's going to be hard as hell to watch the rest of the season not knowing what we're truly going to be and believing in what we think is there or potentially there. But we've seen somewhat glimpses of it, like you said. We saw it against the Colts. We saw some glimpses. When the full team is on the field healthy, There's the, the offense is fun to watch. Unfortunately, I just think that. Well, I'll take that back. I don't even know if it'll be this year. I, I I think if we can win the Cowboys game, and then it's the Bills, right? If yeah. we can if we can go Cowboys Bills and be three and three, I think you reset the season at that point. I think if you're three and three going into Week Six, I think at that point you can reset the season because you can go ten and six. We'll be three and three, and then have to go up against the Jaguars. Correct. Who have been Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah. Blake Bortles is thrown for 400 yards, and then he threw for, like, I think it was, like, 170 against the Titans or whatever it was. It was awful. And our defense is better than the Titans. So, I don't know. I'm trying to be as optimistic as possible because I've realized, like, just drowning myself in, like, all this sorrow just (laughs) does not help. Um, It was a fun game to watch until the end. It was definitely stressful. I want to make sure that I point out. It was still fun because we ended up winning. Okay. But it got stressful. 
It got very stressful. I want to make sure that we point out that that was a bad snap by John Weeks on the um, end of regulation kick by Fairbairn. If you actually watch it, which they should give you a perfect view, you can see that it was a bad snap. Um, so don't everybody, like, freak out about Fairbairn. I think he's actually a pretty good kicker. Uh, what else? What else do we have on yesterday? I think that's it. Okay. All right, so now for the biggest game of the year. Gotta beat the Cowboys. It's the one game we gotta win, dude. It's prime we, time. We live in Texas. Like, it's America's team. It's Texas's team. Oh, we live in Austin. We live in Austin where we're surrounded by them. I can't go anywhere with it. I mean, my local H-E-B only sells uh, Cowboys stuff. Um, yeah, as soon as I walk in. Right when I walk in on the right-hand side. There's lots of stuff. Well, maybe it's always sold out then. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember they had a little Watson, like, ra- raglan thing that I wanted to get for my wife, but I couldn't find her size. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, maybe I've just missed it. But, uh, yeah, this is the game. And, and uh, honestly, we should beat them. I, I'm not Zeke saying. Zeke is the only thing that scares me. I'm not saying those words. You don't, you're not saying we should beat them? I've said those already a couple times on this podcast, and what happened? Mm. Yeah, oh, you're superstitious? Are you superstitious? Yeah, hell yeah, I am. I never knew that. I'm, Dude, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm far so, from superstitious. I will, I will move. Like, you're lying. I, I will go from upstairs to downstairs. Things will start going bad. You're being serious. Yeah, I'm dead you're serious. Not even, you're not exaggerating a bit for podcast not, entertainment. No, not at all. Wow. I, yeah. Okay. I, if we lose, and whatever shirt I was wearing, that's probably why I have so many Texan shirts. I'll wear a different one the next time. Seriously, yeah, you won't ever wear the same shirt. I'll I'll, I'll recycle it, I, it during come that, during a game. But will you wear it during a game? Probably not. Oh my god, yeah. this is new level. Yeah, these are new things I found out. I should have known these things about you before. I mean, we've been married now for a year, <laughs> three months. I know, right? Uh, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. If we lose, that it's gonna that, suck. Yeah. That, that's going to be the worst loss of the season so far if we do lose because they are not a good team. Dak Prescott is not a good quarterback. If our corners cannot cover their wide receivers, my God. If we, if Cole Beasley is giving us fits, Cole freaking Beasley is giving us fits, I am going to be so upset. We should win this game. Zeke is my only concern. Because he just went the f off yesterday, Zeke, is and a, he's a monster. Zeke is a monster. He is a monster. But their offensive line is hurt. They are adding back David Irving this week, so their pass rush got a little bit better. It's funny how people are saying that they'd rather take prime Demarcus Lawrence over prime JJ Watt, but I guess that's another conversation for that's another day. That's just living in Southern that's, Oklahoma. That's, it's also just a Dallas thing. Because <laughs> if you'd rather have Demarcus Lawrence now than Prime J.J. Watt, you're a freaking idiot. You didn't watch any Texans games. You just watched ESPN. Well, that's what we we didn't touch on. What? Never mind. We're not going to. No, what? Is J.J. back? Yeah, J.J. is definitely back. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have concerns about J.J. being back? I just don't want to say it out loud because I don't want him to get hurt. No, JJ's, J.J.'s back. As long as he's healthy, he's back. He looks good. He, he looks, looks really dry. good. He, he definitely is out of shape. Not in the sense of like take a whole picture out of shape, just in the sense of like stamina and endurance. You can see he's getting gassed. Yeah. 
and so is Clowney. He's getting gassed. Um, but as the season goes on, that starts to go down We've a little bit. We've got a little bit more depth. I don't understand why they didn't rotate them more. Yeah, it's so weird. I, you know, I don't understand how they you do that. you got Edgefor and... And Scarlet and... They I, could. We, I didn't... I don't even think I saw Scarlet take a snap yesterday. Well, they weren't really running the ball at all, so no. they wouldn't be out there. Still, though. They s- should have still rotated them. Yeah. We play better when we're doing the... Uh, when Clowney has his hand in the grass and we're essentially playing... When he plays defensive end, he's, he's amazing. Yeah. We're essentially playing a 4-3 over instead of a 3-4. Right. And... He's so athletic. He's so athletic. But even even so, we can we have enough people that we should be able to rotate. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. Um, McKinney still disappeared. Yeah. Still disappeared. He just doesn't... Cunningham did have a much better game, by the way. In coverage, too, not just actually fighting the football. He, he looked a lot better in coverage. Yeah. Um, he hurt a couple of people. <laughs> he, oh, he hurt a couple of people. Yes. Uh, yeah, but BMAC, I, I just don't know. I don't know what it is. Well, I mean, BMAC did I mean, land on T.Y. Hilton, so. Yeah, but he didn't take him out for the game, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> he put a hurting on him. So. <laughs> he should have crushed his ribs. Gave him a couple elbows back. Uh, oh, T.Y., I still have nightmares about Would T.Y. Hilton be a Hall of Famer if he only played the Texans? Yes. <laughs> and I would cry myself to sleep every night. I mean, seriously, like, I don't ever hear this guy's name any other time until he plays us. And then it's like 200 yards. Right. God. Whole yeah. reason we drafted Kevin Johnson right I'll there. never forget that one game he had against us where it was like 195 yards or whatever it was. It's just stupid game. Stupid, stupid game. I hate that guy. Uh, all right. Cool. What else? Is that it? Are we going to beat the Cowboys in the job? God, I hope so. If we don't beat the Cowboys. There may not be a podcast next week. Ooh. We may have to take a week off because it'll just be one loud yeah, that'll be shouting hard. match that'll just the be, microphone. Yeah, that'll be just be hard for me to do. I really don't want to go through that. Like I said, we're better than them on defense. Even with our offensive line issues, we have a better we have a better offense than they do. I think we win. I think we win. I think Clowney and Watt and Merciless, if you could just get right, if you could just knock all that rust off. If those three could just get going at the same time for at least one game, let it be this game. Just one game, I want to see all three of them just tee off. I'm waiting, dude, because they're all three so good. And I just feel like we're never going to see it. Nothing. Got nothing for you. All right. All right, great. All right, guys. Well... You can find us literally anywhere. Just search Texans Unfiltered uh, podcast or just Texans Unfiltered, really. will pop up. You can go to our Patreon page, uh, patreon.com backslash Texans Unfiltered. Uh, we use that page to communicate with our fans. Um, you guys can subscribe for a monthly donation of however many you would feel fit. We appreciate it. We put it straight into the podcast. Uh, thank you for our patrons that we already have. You guys are awesome. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at HoustonFBPod, and you can follow us on Instagram at HoustonFBPod. Tomorrow is All-22 Day, so you probably will see some stuff on Twitter and Instagram about some of our amazing plays that we made yesterday in the Colts' victory. 
37 to 12. I don't even know the name of the score. I was going to try to do the whole radio voice thing. Felt like I could have done it. Uh, all right, guys. That's Young Ari Gold signing off for Texans Unfiltered. We will catch you guys next week. Backs up against the wall and said that we couldn't stand the pressure. We still got it done, man. When they said the clock was winding down and it wasn't enough time to get it done, we still got it done, man. Now it's our time to shine. It's our time to keep it 100. So we gonna go.